Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. November 20th, Tuesday, 2018, 9-0-something a.m. here on the East Coast of the United States. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, morning, Frank. I was just commenting, um, and Daryl was was responding, uh, where's Antifa at in Tijuana? You know, the Tijuana residents are pissed off right now and uh they're they're saying that Donald Trump is right. This is a this is an invasion. Uh it's it's just funny to see all this backlash now. You know, the Mexicans should have never let them through to push them through our border and now they're stuck with them and now they don't want them. And uh I just think it's funny and they're finally getting what they deserve. And uh I'm curious to see how all this plays out. You know, maybe the drug cartels will, will 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 scoop them up. You know, there's already been a couple hundred come up missing. Maybe they'll all come up missing. We could only be there. Has anybody else heard about a uh, some kind of a military recall or something going on with uh, reports of of armed uh, in Invaders coming across the border. A recall. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this thing. If y'all uh, don't mind, I'm gonna play it one more time. This is what I woke up to this morning. Uh, this is from uh, Net for Truth USA. Yeah, I caught the tail end of that, Rich, whenever you, uh, when I first came on. Exclusive report. This reporter's contacts in the U.S. military called me urgently on November 19, 2018 at 1800 hours and said that hundreds of non-uniformed enemy combatants have been observed circumventing Border Patrol and have entered the United States. In response, presumably on the President's orders, All branches of the military are canceling leaves and are recalling retirees and those with critical MOSs into active duty. This could be related to Operation Hot Musket. It's too early to tell. This reporter had a critical MOS and a top-secret crypto SSIR clearance. My last date of active duty was 1973, so I am probably not on the list, but you never can count on such speculation. It is unknown at this time if the recalls of retired discharged personnel is mandatory, is it a draft, or if it is voluntary or requested. However, the action is not reported by mainstream media and is not reported by anyone else to my knowledge at this time. Should I be recalled, I would not resist the order, and I presume I would have enough time to post a video before I'm deployed. I would love to be part of the deep state takedown, even though I'd be leaving everything I love behind. There are some things that even an old fart like myself would not hesitate to do. 
We took our oaths seriously while the deep state exploited our love of God and country and our patriotism. That's pretty much yeah, that's, what, that's what we need here, uh, except for I don't uh, necessarily agree with uh, a draft or anything. I just think the citizens need to go down to the border and take care of this mess and just tell uh, the border patrol to step aside. We got this handled. Well, uh, I, I know retired uh, retired military is uh, subject to recall. That's just part of being retired military. And I think uh, the discharge people with discharges uh, there's a, there's a certain time period, a few years I think, where where they can actually be recalled, but it has to be presidential. It has to, it has to come from up on high. And I, if anything serious was actually going on right now, there'd be a plane flying over my house about every thirty seconds, and it's a real quiet morning here. So. Yeah. I, well, there's I, something I, definitely going on in Tijuana. There's no doubt about that. And that's, you know, just on the other side of the border. Yeah. They should have stopped their asses at the, the, at the Guatemala and, and Mexican border when they had the chance. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna—it's not gonna be long. They, like I was talking about before, you know, they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and they want the shit to hit the fan. That's what the bankers want. They want us all—they want uh, uh, rioting and bloodshed and, and civil war and ho however much uh, uh, killing that that they can, uh, uh, you know, capitalize. That's what they do. That's what the Jew does. That's it's, you know, part part of it. Well, their... you know, I, I hate to say it, but the bloodshed uh, will be on the Antifa side uh, because uh, they're definitely outnumbered. I mean, whether you put white nationalism, civic nationalism, patriots, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're, they're 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 outnumbered by far. The Antifa is, they better crawl back in the fucking hole they were in. Pardon my French. The uh, European countries, you know, they, they were they were the first ones to really get snowed with this crap, you know, and, and uh, one by one, they're all going national. I'm looking yesterday, uh, there's there's quite a list of those uh, European countries, uh, the old uh, Soviet bloc countries, and scant uh, uh, Denmark uh, and, and other countries are are going nationalist. And it's it's happening very very fast. South so, America has uh, elected a, a nationalist, I think, in Argentina or maybe Brazil. And uh, any of you guys follow Faith Goldie? I know a lot of people don't like her. They don't like Laura Southern either. They say she's a Jew, but she she did a real good thing on the uh, South African genocide. And then Faith Goldie just had one. She came in like. 11th or something for in her mayor race. She had like 25,000 people vote for her there in Toronto. They, of course, attack her and call her a, a white supremacist. And, and uh, But she just put out a thing calling it the suicide pact. But uh, uh, the UN has a uh, contract they, on, on sensible in, immigration, and they, they want you to tell them how to get in here, how to get jobs, give them food, give them... And she did a... Uh, 
Uh, she was calling it the UN suicide pact, and Trump has already said we're not part of it. Poland, Hungary, uh, several other countries she lists aren't part of it, and uh, that's good, but, you know, that video you played, the guy saying any combatants coming in, if they ever get some real terrorists across that border and they kill some Americans, it'll be on. We'll have no problem closing the border. Uh, but they've controlled that. I think they probably have cells here at all these mosques and, and people, and they're just saying, they're just saying, hold on, wait till the time is right, and then they will, uh, there'll be a mass attack. And uh, it'll be on. You know, there's been a, pr- a, pr- a proposal from uh, just ordinary citizens. Uh, I don't know if it's a, like a GoFundMe type thing or what, but when it comes to building the wall, we could build that wall in a freaking heartbeat. I mean, all it would take would be a, f- a few people, or not a few people, but people to donate a few dollars each, and that wall would be built in a heartbeat. I don't they got see the free. The they got the federal. They got the Federal Reserve notes. They freaking print. And they could give a whole bunch of people jobs. They could. They could set up a work. They could set up work camps for um, minimum prisoner uh, people that are uh, like trustees from that are getting ready to get out. They could give them a job down there. There's all kinds of stuff they could do, and they just don't yeah. do anything. They just don't. Do like, they can use the prisoners to build the wall. Exactly. You know. Well, I'm not. I'm against against slave labor. They McDonald's and a whole bunch of these companies make products in the prisons, and they got all these people working for for nothing. I'm saying give them like a a prevailing wage, people that deserve it. Maybe had a drug charge. They they're you know they're getting. I'm saying helping people get back in society. That's what uh, a justice system is supposed to do. Not punish people. Uh, and and uh, there, there's so many things. You know, Tony that calls in, uh, he, he was on fire yesterday. You know, uh, Trump could refuse to t- – he could give them their applications through the fence. I thought that was excellent. He said these, these people could be given their application through the fence. They don't need to come over on our side. Here you go. And they got to have a valid reason to apply for asylum, just not that uh, I don't have a job in my country. Go fix your country. You can't come here. We're all full up. The hotel's full. Exactly. And you know, uh, in um, the law states that you are to seek asylum to the next country to you, not three countries away. Well, well, it might. Frank would probably know. Probably, if you're on a boat or a ship, it's different. That's how the Vietnam, the boat people got in here. You know, but. Uh, all these senators they're not coming by boat they're not coming by boat you know i know they will that'll be the next thing they try you bet your ass after this uh if shit hits the fan with mexico and these and these and this invasion that'll be the next thing they try is come over by boat they'll be washing up on our shores but hopefully they're all bloated up when they wash up on our shores I had, are you on there, Frank? I had sent you a uh, text message, and I got a question mark from you last night before I went to bed. He may have went back to bed. <laughs> well, I had sent him the, me, a video. Let me, let me take a minute here. Uh, I've been inviting people to the show, and I hope everybody else has too. 
uh, for any of you newcomers here, uh, hit uh, star six on your dial or press the little uh, I want to talk icon, the little guy with the bubble coming out of his head uh, if you're on the internet, and you'll come up in the queue and I will unmute you. Okay, back to you guys. Blood River Radio uh, did an interview with Rudy Davis, and, and Blood River Radio is a, like a Vietnam veteran guy that's 71 uh, that is a white nationalist. And they're wanting to put a fundraiser together for Jacob Goodwin uh, in the Harrison, Arkansas, Branson, Missouri area. So I, I had told them to send them my info. I'd like to be involved with that. But uh, it's, a, it's on uh, Lone Star 1776, good video, uh, talking about the oppression of the government and uh, prisoners. And uh, the guys are, are white nationalist guys. And uh, Robert was asking me about... Uh, Rudy and uh, someone had said that they didn't care about the prisoners to me and uh, Rudy's like a preacher you don't have to agree with that uh, but I'm I'm telling people they got to wake up because if they're going to come for those guys with their free speech they're going to come after us and I, I how many people are listening Rich? Oh we got uh, 21 today oh wow okay well there's a there's a uh, I want to tell everyone about these red flag gun laws and uh, there was a, they talk about this on that blood river radio that uh, there was a gentleman killed I think it was uh, Massachusetts because uh, his sister said he had guns they'd gotten a fight and she no doubt called out of anger and was using the police as a uh, you know uh, People like to call 911 and use the police as a weapon against other people, and, and they ended up coming to his house at 5 in the morning and pounding on the door, and, of course, he answers the door. And Rudy knew his name. Rudy is really always good about having his facts straight. i got to work on, on that. He had the gentleman's name and made sure to say the gentleman's got name because he lost his life uh, when they came, and he had a gun in his hand when he answered the door, and they shot him and killed him. These red flag laws, this is a state law. And uh, check out Guns and Gadgets. That's a Second Amendment guy. Uh, he does only Second Amendment news and laws. And he's talking about these, uh, with the Dems being in the House, they are going to try to pass federal, uh, a federal red flag law. And the, the Department of Homeland Security has put out a report saying, that right-wing, hard-right extremists, because of gun laws, it is bringing more people into the ranks. They are stockpiling ammo and guns, and they believe that uh, the hard-right will be a very big problem when they pass these red flag laws. And my issue is with the free speech, attack on free speech, if they have a federal red flag law, and I'm out there doing a salute or I got my flag they don't like, all they have to say is he's open carrying and I think he's crazy and they get my name and they red flag me and they will come and take our weapons. So it's coming. It, 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 it's really coming. They pass a federal red flag law. There's going to be a bunch of safety sallies, a bunch of people that want to use the police as a weapon. And they'll be saying, I don't like this guy's speech. And they won't say, I don't like your speech. They'll just say he's open carrying a weapon or we know he has a weapon. And they'll have grounds to come after all of us. 
Okay, now check this out, Daryl. Check this out. This there's been a few incidents where you're talking about uh, we, the guy you're talking about. I believe is in Maryland. Uh, now, if you get a few people here and there, they do that too. It's no big deal. But they would have to do that in mass quantity to make a difference. What do you think is going to happen when they do that in mass quantity? People are not going to stand by and just let this happen. That's that's what I think. I, I've been seeing too many videos. I've seen too much stuff on Twitter. These people are not going to give up their guns. It's it's, it's going to be you're, a battle. You're, you're, you're right. It was in Maryland, and the police chief said there needs to be more laws. and and. Uh, which kind? I got a kid here wanting cereal. Uh, you want this one, the cinnamon? Okay. Uh, there don't need to be more more laws. Uh, is, there don't need you know more laws. You know, I, I was going to say that all it'll take is they go after some person and he kills a bunch of cops that came, and they'll they'll just they always spin everything. To see this is this is what this police chief in Maryland has did. A woman police chief has said if there would have been more laws on the books, he he wouldn't have died. And this is always their mentality is more laws. And it's you know repeal the 68 Gun Control Act. It, uh, the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. And uh, you know uh, it'd be really bad. They pass this federal thing because they always. They always come up with some way to manipulate it and use it and and mess with people. You know, yeah, I, I've, in already, the house. I've already yeah, sold all Patrick's my guns. In the house here. Good morning, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking that uh, uh, Rosenstein has just set up a website uh, to so you can recall and report. And then he will, he will, the DO Department of Justice, and then they will, you know, anything hate crime, well, what is a hate crime? Anything that you don't like. So you can report anybody, anytime, for anything. And then he can use all the assets that, are, that fall under the executive branch CIA, FBI, of course, they're going to use CIA, but the FBI and uh, the. Highway Patrol and police, too, yeah, fall under the they, executive. They started this crap way back when they had this. Uh, they shot that police officer down in Louisiana, and they started saying, "We're going to use hate crimes." You know, so everybody said, "Yeah, that's fine. Go after the guy that killed the cop." But now that they got their foot in the door, it's going to. They're going to push it as hard as they can, and hate crimes is going to apply to everything. And uh, you know, you see where this is going, but it's not the police officer per se. It's it's the it's the government, the people that are telling the government what to do. It's the Chuck Schumers and Nancy Pelosi's. They're the ones that are, you know, in, in, in the deep state, which is actually the shadow government. And uh, the, the shadow government is exactly identical to the Privy Council in England. It's, it's modeled after that. They, have, they go into all businesses, and they represent the government. So it, there's a connection. It's called mercantilism in England. We have it here. They have they have these operatives all in the military, and all in all these organizations. They, they and, uh, and and it's a it's it's uh it's it's a control mechanism. It's a it's a uh, new world order, and I yield. See, I just wonder if Patrick agrees. If they get a federal red flag law, there's no reason they can't say. 
uh, and it'll be used against us, you know, because if there's a bunch of blacks down there in front of the voting in Georgia with their AR-15s and we call up and say, hey, that guy's a little bit crazy, uh, you should red flag him, nothing will be done. But if they see us and they say, that guy's a white supremacist Nazi, uh, they will, uh, they'll, they'll, and they got your name, they got your name and address, and they're going to say, that guy's not a felon, he's not armed, and there's a federal law, it will give them carte blanche to come and uh, give them up or die. Because uh, the order followers don't take no for an answer. They uh, call moral order followers and uh, until uh, you submit or you die. What I wonder, are these uh, like no-knock warrants? Um, how are they going to approach, you know, if somebody comes to your house, if you just don't answer the door, what are they going to do, kick the door in? What do you know about that? Well, if they have a warrant, they can kick the door down, but if they just come, don't answer the door. doesn't even matter if they see you, but uh, you should always have your house secured uh, where you don't have to answer the door. A camera is always good, so you can see who's out there with the camera. I mean, really, this is the times we live in. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you have a couple throw-down guns, you better bury them, some bitches. You know, I, I went to the local gun show over the weekend. I sold all my guns because I know they're coming after them, so I don't even own a gun anymore. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah, I believe that one read. But you can, uh, of course, you can do a Glock. You know, you buy the uh, the 80% lowers, and uh, it's it's got no serial numbers on it, and it's legal. And you build your own. Uh, They're going to come up with a bill for that. I was talking about that, I think, Friday, that they... These uh, Democrats, it's called the 3D printer, and when people hear that, they're like, oh, it's, to, it's the 3D th- printer, but it's to, it will encompass the ghost AR you're talking about, and it will encompass the, uh, the, uh, Glock. The, the Glock you're talking about. Make your, your own mold. It, and it Did will somebody go to prison for that? Did no. somebody just go to prison for that not too long ago? Yes, Skyler Barbeau, one of the political prisoners, he went to jail for, he had a fully automatic machine gun, though. He was a, he was a uh, military veteran, and he said the Second Amendment will not be in prison. There's a playlist on there. He's been released and served his, his jail time, but he tried to argue the Second Amendment shall not be in friends. The attorneys wouldn't let him do it. He built a, he was a bodyguard for Clive and Bundy, and he made this really badass, uh, SBR, a short-barreled rifle, and he made it fully automatic. And he, they really had, if he would have kept it to himself, you're not supposed to have a fully automatic weapon anyway. It's uh, going back to the 30s law. But he had a fully automatic one, and they got some snitch FBI agent that was in there and said, hey, dude, this is really cool, man. Sell it to me. And he gave him like a couple thousand dollars for like an ungodly amount to come on, Asking a couple times, come on, man, sell it to me, sell it to me. And he sold it to him, and then they charged him with trans, uh, under the commerce of transferring a, a, a machine gun. And he was facing 10 years in prison, and I think he took a plea bargain and, and, and had to plead 
guilty because if he would have went to trial, he could have faced – they were trying to give him 20 years probably. Uh, check out his story. It's an important story. But this 3D, bill, 3D gun bill will encompass the ghost AR. So if you or me have one that doesn't have serial numbers on it, it will require everyone in the nation to take that ghost AR or that ghost Glock that you made the mold or you put the 80% lower together, it will require us to register that. So then if you're in possession of it in your car or in your home and somebody says, hey, he's got a ghost AR without a serial number, you will now become a felon. And this is going to be coming up when these people get in the house. They're going to introduce this 3D bill and they're going to introduce this red flag bill and it's going to – uh, it's going to make everybody a felon that's got a firearm. That uh, they'll give you, there'll be a a uh, grace period. They'll say you've got 30 days to turn them in, or take you'll have to take them down to your gun store, and you'll have to pay 40 bucks and uh, send it in, or or whatever. And they'll they'll say uh, that it'll get a certificate uh, with a serial number, and then you'll get to keep it because you got your permission slip. Yeah, but you know them serial numbers don't really mean nothing. Uh, you know how hard it is to track down somebody? It means something if they want to charge you with the crime, Red. It means something if they want to charge you with the crime. That's what all these laws do. They make well, it what, all what, I, what, I was, what, I, what I'm talking about is if they want to find out who owns guns and where they're at, uh, it, it's almost impossible for them to find out who has guns and... Uh, you know, well, they don't want a national serial number. They have they to, don't to go to the to the place of purchase to find that. Everybody thinks well, that when you buy a gun, it's red to you. That's not that's not the fact. It's not true. Well, it's, they're supposed to destroy the info. Uh, uh, who is it? Larry Pratt. The gun owners of America are very big on protecting the privacy of our our personal property, which firearms are our personal property. They, they, uh, what'd you just, uh, they are supposed to destroy those records within three days and the ATF isn't supposed to keep them. Then they like keep them for two weeks, but they're supposed to destroy that info and it's not supposed to be record like a gun registry. But a lot of, uh, people, uh, like if you're going to buy a gun at the gun show or something, there should be a computer with a national registry. Uh, we have all this uh, where you can be able to run the gun anonymously, but see, you can't. You have to, if 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 I want to buy one from you and we go down here to the police station, we got to ask the cops to run it. And then we're both standing there and one of, whoever was selling it and it ends up being hot, you're going to be charged with possession of stolen property because all they want to do is make money and make everybody a criminal and create revenue. Uh See, they don't want a national registry because if they had a national registry and, and I ran it on the national registry and I said, hey, dude, that gun's hot, man. Where'd you get it? And you could be, oh, my damn kid sold that gun to me. One of you got it from one of his druggy buddies or, or we bought it down at the bar or something on Saturday night. And no, it's hot. And then, then you could call up and say, hey, uh, I got this and I want to turn it in. But see, they don't want to make the people able to have control of our commerce and, and what we do. That's why they want serial numbers on everything. And then they can make, that's why our prisons are full. That's why the political prisoners are such a big deal for free speech and for uh, not letting them do this to people because they got the prosecutors and the sheeple just 
believe whatever they tell us. Yes. Uh, you know, Randy Weaver. You know, when they uh, they set him up, you know, and they, they yes. were using uh, they were using DEA, drug, alcohol, and firearms. See, that's the that's the federal uh, purview. Man, how, you, you know, Al Capone. They supposedly brought him down with IRS, but actually they brought him down on uh, on on. Um, it was uh, it, they used. Um, it was a it was a gun it was a gun charge or some kind of a it was a it was a it was a inter commerce racketeering tax yeah, racketeering yeah but no, it, was, it was racketeering they did they they got it they got him on a, some kind of a gun 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 charge or something you know, that's what I I know it's what everybody thinks they got him on tax but they didn't uh, they uh, they they got him on they got him on gun on uh, drug alcohol and firearms see that's their purview that's a federal that's their power. You know, and that's how they got him. And uh, so, so that you gotta, you gotta be careful when you deal with the Fed. That's their little niche that they've carved out. Where we got the 19 enumerated powers, where where we contracted, you know, uh, the government services to do that. And uh, you know, and the states would be left alone. And that, and they, that was all they're supposed to do. You know, uh, doing uh, um, armories and uh, printing money, and uh, that's their 19 enumerated powers. And that's what they were limited. Jefferson said, if they exceed their, these 19 numerical powers, there'd be no limit to their power. You know, uh, but uh, but that's that's that when you when you start talking about drugs, alcohols, and firearms, that's federal. Uh, that's their purview. They have a right to regulate that. So that's why we got to be extremely careful with that because that's their, that's their purview. But but they really need to stay out of our business and all other matters. And uh, that's where, you know, we, 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 we say that down in the Republic of Texas and in, uh, in, in the Assembly that anything federal, actually, it belongs to the, uh, the, 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 the federal government, which is the British, which is the civil servants, the military. It's like, for example, when the FDR confiscated all the gold, if you read the final who it applied to, that was only to the federal citizens, uh, British subjects, uh, you know, uh, department, uh, department uh, civil service, uh, and military. And uh, you know, but they but they took the money anyway, you know, and they and made money on it. But, you know, uh, you you got to you got to understand how this all came down. But they deliberately have, have blurred the lines so they think they made everybody think they're U.S. citizens. They did that, you know, in the 14th Amendment. It says that subject to the jurisdiction thereof is a U.S. citizen. Well, we're not subject to the jurisdiction of the federal government. We are the states. We are the nationals. Uh, the people that you work for, you know. And, uh, and we had a, we cut a contract with England, you know, in, 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 in uh, 1789 to where they they would do our, you know, protect us on the high seas. And, uh, and uh, they'd done that because they had to get the commerce going again. They needed our raw materials, and we needed we needed to transport our, our, our sell our our, our our textiles. So yeah, they're, 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 you ever they're, listen to the Five Hours of Leroy Schweitzer, Patrick? No, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Who is go he? to go to Lone Star seventeen seventy six Russell Landers, or you could go to Lighthouse Liberty. And he's a guy that's down in Okay, well, White House. But if you go to Rudy Davis, Rudy Davis posted this because of me several, a couple years ago. Russell Landers, the last Montana Freeman he was advocating for. And, I and, know uh, Montana Freeman. Yeah. What's they're that? Pretty hip. I know about the Montana Freeman. They were pretty intelligent. 
they they understood their sovereignty and everything, and uh, unfortunately, the federal government just didn't see it their way. Their way. Uh, well, that's what I'm going to tell you. There's five hours on there on on Russell Lander's playlist. There's five hours of Leroy Schweitzer speaking at a seminar, and you should listen to it. You really should listen to it. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, he's the hell of a guy. What's it about being a sovereign, or what's it about? Or, uh, it's a it's a little bit about everything. It's a it's okay. a, it, it it talks about how and and Lighthouse Liberty has a, a interview with how they uh, got their own uh, bank. They got their own money, and they were gonna they were making their own notes. That's where the big problem came in, and they were actually uh, bank uh, unwittingly allowed them to do just what every other bank does. Me and you can't go out and become a banker. It's got um, all kinds. And they went out and became their own bankers. And that's what got them really threatened is because they really uh, were going to use the power. Mark Emery? Uh, I think that's Mark yes. Emery. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm familiar with that. I know, I know he, he's kind of backed out of that particular uh, you know, the avenue of going down into banking. However, uh, but he's more or less into being uh, totally um, uh, under, under the radar. And uh, in, there is more of his way of thinking how to be completely, uh, you know, freedom to, uh, to 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 invest and whatever like that. Uh, but he's really good in, in law. He under, like I said, he walks into a courtroom, and uh, and he and he says, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's a national. Yeah, he definitely is. He's very he's, uh, he's very good. He's got some points I, I disagree with. I can't I can't recall too much about how, uh, but he he'll, he'll 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 say you know tell the judge you know says uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, you can't do you can't be ruling from the bench and uh, you know and uh, you know you're um, you're exceeding your power and it's just a lot of a lot of, a lot of national type of thought, you know or, or sovereign type thinking and it's good it's really good but you got to you got to be you got to have, have your skill. You, you, you know, mess home. with the money or the banking like they did, and that's what gets you in big trouble. You know, in that five-hour speech thing, he's got where he's standing up there where the, he's given his seminar where you can come out to the ranch and take the seminar. They got all the guns right there. A bunch of people in the audience are armed, and he's got nooses up there. And he talks about uh, crimes <laughs> against uh, the country are punishable by death, and he's got a moose hanging up there on the wall, yeah, man. It's treason. It's treason. Treason, yeah. He, and he talks about the book of Jude. The the men of licentiousness will come in. And uh, very powerful speaker. I knew someone that knew him and heard him speak and said he was a hell of a smart guy. And uh, they say he was tortured to death in uh, the Colorado secret prison. Yeah, they, they they kill they mercilessly kill all of those Montana men up there. Um, come in on them and they just they found them completely just I mean just mutilated. You know, uh, just it was whoever did that was a masochist. You know, they uh, broke every bone in their body. You know, and they were still alive. You can see the you can see the torment on their face. You know, and they tried to. Burn if you look at down. the picture of Russell Landers. The Montana Freeman, I've asked many times. Rudy won't, doesn't want to talk about it. And I, I mean, he probably has an idea just like I do. Uh, yeah. You look at the picture of Russell Landers. He's in the secret prison where the Muslims and Schaefer Cox is. And you look at that picture of Russell Landers, and he's got a freaking black eye, okay? 
you look at the picture of Russell Landers, he's in a, and 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 it it it, it really upsets me. He's well, a he's a Christian guy from Iowa. The they beat up the Bundys, yeah. Yeah, they stripped them naked, put them in a cold cell, you know, and uh, wouldn't feed them right, and, uh, you know. And they would uh, do it every time they took them to court. Every opportunity they got to, oh, we get to handle you today, oh, we're taking you to court, we're going to beat your ass. That's yeah. what they do. Yep. Yeah, I just, did it day in, day out to these people. They did that to uh, this guy by the name of Russell Gould. Uh, he was a very intelligent guy. He come up with a, you know, the, the chemical parabolic, uh, parabolic tables where you know uh, all the chemicals are put on a chart. You know, he came up the with element. a new one. Yeah, the elements, chemical elements, is a parabolic table. I'll be doing something. And uh, he uh, he came up with a new one that was com- compatible with uh, with a geometrical form. It was genius, just pure genius. Uh, and uh, he uh, he done a, a numerous things like that, but they they he when he walked into the Pentagon, you know, to, because he he assumed himself as as a as a, as a postal general, and uh, he walked into the Pentagon, and they and their SWAT team surrounded him, and Donald uh, Roosevelt was just waving at him from the upper balcony, you know, says. You know, you, you you may think you've got authority, but you, you know we are the real authority. We got the gun, uh, and uh, this is the way they treat him. They beat him up, and they said hurt him. You know, and they just start beating on him. You know, uh, this is the way they treat you. You know, once they got you behind bars and you got no witnesses around, ah boy, you know they're uh, they're gonna they're gonna hurt you. Yeah, I had him knock one of my teeth out with the with the door on the cop car while I'm in handcuffs. This wow. happened years ago, and uh, I, I I certainly think we need peacekeepers in our our neighborhoods, and we need uh, you know. But the Amish ain't calling the police out. Everyone behaves themselves in the community, or you're kicked out. If you're a weirdo, you're kicked out. If you're a homosexual, get the hell out of here. If uh, and they're not and they're not mixing. They they want everyone of the same uh, descendants. Now, the, there's Hooter rights up in Montana, and they'll, they'll get whites to come in and, and impregnate their women. They'll, you know, that's not very godly, but they'll, because their gene pool, they start getting uh, too many people closely related, and you get retards. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so they'll invite people in. But the Amish, they have such a huge... The, the, the Hutterites, that's a small religious sect in Montana, and they hate them because every generation they buy more land, more land, more land. They own a whole bunch of land. But the Amish, they're such big communities. Uh, they, can, they can get a wife from up in Ohio. They've branched out into Kansas from Seymour, Missouri over here. They've went out to Kansas, and they can, they, you know, they could, they'll have meetups because uh, they've got people with vans, the English they call us, and they've got people that will help them you know, get from place to place. And you get a wife from a different community that speaks German, of a diff, you know, and, and they keep, their bloodlines are probably very strong. And uh, although they, uh, I worked for an old gentleman that's passed away that had the horse and carriage business for many years in Branson. They went to Germany. And uh, he he was very much a sheeple of the government. And he had, he had ran it, the N-16 factory in Parsons, Kansas, where they made M16s for Vietnam and everything. 
and that he's a patriotic person, but he went to Germany, and he was telling me, he said to me one time, he said, hey, Daryl, you know, how come there's no Amish in Germany? And we were on the bus, and the tour bus guide was giving us a tour guide and everything, and they said Hitler killed them all. So, uh, <laughs> well, they're, they're pacifists, and they didn't, they wouldn't fight. And but this is just a narrative that they spend in Germany to the the people no, they, that they, you, they, you know, they're tourists. They're telling the tourists they killed all the Amish because they wouldn't fight. There's no way. I've never heard any records of that. Never. You know, they they they, <laughs> they actually had Jews in the military. They had they had blacks in the military. They had you know all nationalities. You know, uh, and, and and if you were not, you know, uh, they would find something else for you to do. But they they never killed anybody. I know, but that's what they tell people. They attack them because they are like sovereign. They're like religious sovereign people that won't fight for a government. If you come to their house to hurt their women and children, they'll fight. But they you know they have to be cornered and they won't fight for a go- they won't fight for a government. And this I just thought it's interesting. I brought that up. I know it's not true. I know that they would find another if you were of, uh, and they they have long German ancestry. Well, you know, the the Amish. You know, there, there's a story that uh, Otto Scorsini tells, and uh, you know this guy was an SS. I mean, he's highly prized, you know, and uh, he was uh, sleeping with this uh, French woman because her husband was away in war, and everybody knew it. You know, he's been sleeping with her for weeks, and then all of a sudden his husband comes home and she hollers rape. You know, and so they, the, the Germans bring the guy in for for court martial, and uh, and the you know and Otto was going to stand up for the guy, but no, nah, this is bull. You know, and but the uh, the, the general over uh, said, look, we have to have discipline. Go ahead and execute him, and that's what they did because it was just a matter of they wanted the strictest discipline between the civilians and the military. Father Francis, you still with us? <laughs> he must be must be out feeding the stock. I wanted, I wanted to ask Father Francis if he had any kind of a report on uh, their efforts to uh, get uh, some white community commerce going. The Blood River Radio is interested in that, on that interview. They're at the Liberty Radio Network, and uh, like I say, I've got so much stuff I listen to to follow them, but they're white nationalists, and they want to conduct commerce and set up fundraisers and do a lot of stuff like uh, Frank is working on. I sent him the link to the video, and uh, it's just a few, it's just a few videos back on there. Uh, These guys have a link to our show? You know, let me see if I can do it here on this phone here. Well, Uh, they're welcome to call in here, too. It's it's the Liberty... uh, Let's see here. Just afraid if I click on it on YouTube, it'll play on the... This phone don't work so good with the... uh, it's, It's at... Uh, Lone Star 1776. The uh, I'll I'll find it here. Maybe it'll let me do it. Uh, huh. 
I, uh, it, it, I actually got to touch bases with Patrick Little yesterday uh, on Gab, <clears throat> and he he said uh, he was going to look into you know calling in uh, to to uh, Stormfront Action Radio. I put my sign up yeah. this weekend. I I built a like two foot by no, no what is it? It's three foot by two foot, and it says it's okay to be white. And it's all white, and it's out here in front of my house. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he's not been on YouTube. I have a bell on him to listen, and and I, I'm wondering if he's not on. It seems like every time he goes to live stream, I click on right there, and I, I like put up the floor. Eddie Miller is the guy's name. Eddie Miller, Blood River Radio, and uh, and. Uh, Real good radio show for white nationalists. And that's Eddie Miller at Blood River Radio, but you could get it at Lone Star 1776. And uh, uh, there's a, it's an hour and nine, well, it's not even an hour and nine minutes. It's like an hour, or it's 52 minutes, and there's just some dead space there at the end. I don't know why that, that happens sometimes, but it's 52 minutes. And there's some commercials I could do without the commercials for, Mormonism on there, but they are Christian white nationalists. So, uh, and and they're looking to be involved with other white nationalists to conduct commerce and do fundraisers for specifically Jacob Goodwin. So, and they know Tamara Goodman, Goodwin. So, she's been on the Blood River Radio, and I think that's a few weeks or a month ago back on Lone Star. Uh, Rudy, Tamara Goodwin, and Eddie Miller. Uh, and he's 71 years old and runs like marathons. He's a 71-year-old guy that runs marathons. And uh, they definitely talk about the Jews and they talk about uh, white nationalism in this uh, interview about uh, political prisoners. And if we're going to have any kind of country, you know, these, these red flag laws, these gun control laws, the, they will all be used against us. They will not be used against Antifa and the other side. We May look I? at what. Yesterday in, in uh, the Stormfront Show's uh, text chat, uh, I made a little comment about geriatrics in, our, in the movement. And I got to thinking about it, and then <clears throat> later on I saw the Rolling Stones are going to have a conference or a, a, a concert uh, in Seattle. And I got, man, how old are those guys? And so I got to looking it up. Seventy. And Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones is 82 years old. Wow. Mick Jagger is 75. Keith yeah. Richards is 74. Ronnie Wood is 71. Charlie Watts is 77, and uh, they've they've got some uh, younger younger members in the troupe. Uh, uh, Mike Mike Avery, 74 years old. Uh, Ernie Watts is 73 years old. And those guys are are out on tour. You know, it's got to be kind. Of, you know, a, a daunting, grueling. Uh, demanding they, they, said they would they they would just practice and practice and they said all of a sudden it just it just it just it was magic they just they just got good it just nothing but pure practice got them got them where they were 
Well, the point you know is, how they say, you know how they say age young? Age is no excuse. Age is no excuse. Yeah, yeah but those point. guys have the money to pay for breast milk. They probably have women that they breastfeed off of. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> That's what they, how do you think Rockefeller lived to be 100? Oh, you know, they, can also get baby blood, too. Yeah, they, well, and they also take the blood out and they put oxygen. Those guys got money for life extension. You know, you look at how much, how much drugs, how much drugs have those guys, I mean, you look at Keith Richards or, uh, or uh, Mick Jagger, man, you're like, man, how many, and there's a lot of things about them, you know, that supposedly they had like a dead body in their rooms. There's some, you know, uh, these all these elite people. I was is how people train these elites train their children. You know, you, they train their children. They're going to rule the world, and and uh, you know, we we got to teach our children uh, that there's some real evil people in this world, and uh, there's some real horrible stuff. I mean, that's we need to take care of ourselves. I I I, uh, I don't agree with everything Doctor Duke uh, with creation and everything, but I do agree with him that we need to take care of ourselves. I need to take better care of myself. So we can all be in this fight for my children. And if I destroy myself uh, with drugs or alcohol, I'm not going to, to be able to uh, have every minute with them to uh, teach them what's right and wrong and, and who to stand up for. We've got uh, Eric from Oregon in, in the room. Morning, Eric. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Patrick. I uh, just wanted to chime in on, on the uh, life extension. I do have some uh, uh, knowledge on this. I've done some research. At first, I thought it was uh, a bunch of uh, hooey, you know, hearing about, uh, uh, you know, blood and, and things extending people's lives. But I, I experienced it firsthand with my mother who had uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which I think might have been promulgated by my father's uh, love of Roundup in Monsanto. And uh, which I don't I don't share, but anyway, uh, she got chronic lymphocytic leukemia, and she was uh, close to death a few times. And then uh, she'd go in for a blood transfusion, and she was a new woman. Every time she got new blood, she was just like spry and ready to do cartwheels. And you know, it, it, the disease finally caught up with her. But after the, you know, several several uh, examples where I saw her come back and she got a blood transfusion, she just, she was clear-headed, she was spry, she could move around like a cat, and when she didn't, she was decrepit and falling apart. So uh, I think Daryl's on to something on that because I, I, I've experienced it and oh. I've done some research, oh. and apparently that's, that's something that actually does happen. Have you checked out Dr. Cardwell? He's on rents, he's on GCN, he's the guy that can cure cancer. Right. Yeah. I, I, He's I a German. Right. He's really cool. And, you know, they don't know. They allow it in freaking Mexico and they allow it in Germany. They allow the uh, where they take your blood out and it's called uh, they ox. They take your blood out and they put it in a in a machine and spin your blood around. They inject oxygen to your blood and then put it back into you. And it and it and it makes you super healthy and and rejuvenates. I mean, how how the hell is the Queen of England pushing a hundred? Right. They they you know they, uh, and, and then some family member. It sounds like your family member passed away. 
Uh, my mother passed away, yes. Yeah, and and uh, I had a grandmother at 55 that was just awesome, and, and uh, she died of lung cancer at 55 years old in, in 78, and and uh, these, they, they don't want, they want us useless eaters dead, and they want to control us. No, I believe that too, because, uh, you know, from, from my, my life experience, uh, I, I grew up as a, uh, a conservative, and I always uh, felt like, um, for instance, World War II, I wasn't getting the full story. And through my own research, I, I've, I've come to see that those people that write the history books and those people that are teaching us in school don't really want us to know the, the full truth. And it's been buried, but there's a lot of information out there if you look for it. And, you know, I'm not looking for uh, an inconvenient truth. Uh, I, I just want to know the truth. I just want to know what's, what's real and what's not real. And, you know, I, I, have, I have in-laws. I have, my wife is German. So, you know, I... I, I I hear them so sheepishly apologize, not apologize, but they, they, they buy into it too. But every once in a while you see a glimmer of them and they're like, yeah, that, that isn't true. That's, that, what you're hearing isn't so. And when they were growing up, they had a totally different experience than what you hear about. And for, for instance, my father, uh, father-in-law who's here with us after his house burned down in paradise, he, he experienced... Uh, he had a large family, well, not that large back then, but about six six uh, siblings. They were escaping the Russians. Uh, the Russians got a hold of one of uh, his sisters and, and raped her. And uh, they were going to use him as slave labor. They used to bring them to the rail yard and have them pack up cars. And uh, one day they knew they were leaving, and they told them to be there, uh, he and another boy, and he knew not to go because he hid out in the fields because he knew that he'd never come back again because they, they would take him and, and use him as a slave. There's just a lot of stuff that you learn as you go along through life and you just find out that, that you know, we, weren't, we weren't the white knights that we were told. I mean, Patton learned his lesson when he went over to uh, Germany and said, you know, hey, we're on the wrong side. It's just... 25,000! U.S. Yeah. United States uh, soldiers were kept by the Soviets. They were supposed to exchange them, but That's they right. did not. They had kept 30,000 uh, Commonwealth British citizens they kept, and an untold amount of uh, uh, two-thirds of the Germans they kept. Right. Uh, Eisenhower knew about the... Yeah, they knew about the Gulag, and they never did anything about the Gulag, that they had uh, uh, U.S. soldiers... Uh, uh, in, in, in deep in Russia that, that were worked to death in the uranium yellow cake mines. So, yeah, they, they, uh, there was some really bad stuff that went on during the war. The war is ugly. My father fought in the Korean War, and he got two Purple Hearts as a Marine. He was one of the frozen chosen. So, yeah, and one of the things he didn't want us boys to do, and I almost did, is join the military. Uh, everyone always thinks I'm in the military. When they meet me, they think, are you a police officer? Are you, are you military? No. My dad was a Marine. <laughs> we were raised like little Marines, or, or my, my brothers and I. So anyway. Uh, my I, my I, father is the same. I got a second that, that my father was a Vietnam veteran, and he never wanted me or my brothers to join the military. He always supported the government, but he always uh, – 
you know, wanted us to do different things. They wouldn't take me for my back. I, I didn't listen to him. Of course, I tried to join in the 80s, and they wouldn't take me for the scoliosis of the spine. Oh, and, yeah. uh, But I guess they'll take you now, but I'm, I'm too old now. But uh, And I wouldn't anyway because I didn't know about the bankers. But he didn't talk about the bankers that much, but I certainly uh, agree what your father, you know, my dad, he showed us how to fight. This is how you make a fist. You don't take no crap from nobody. Uh, he wasn't a big fan of the blacks or from southern Missouri. You know, he watched them riot at Leavenworth. He was a military police in, in uh, the, like, 69 at uh, Leavenworth. But I'll yield. I'd like to hear more from you, and I appreciate everybody listening to me. You just got to... Uh, and no, I feel not like you guys up. are my friends. When I when I hear when I hear you guys talking, I, I feel like only only my brother down in California and I can talk like this normally. And so we we usually are listening in in the morning on on Stormfronts and Doctor Duke and Patrick Slattery's show, and we'll just be texting each other and saying, "Did you hear this? Did you hear this?" <laughs> yeah, I have lots of work to do on my farm, so I usually just put on my headphones on and. Go to work. Got any That's thoughts a, on the red flag laws and uh, I was talking about? Did you hear all that? When did you hear about that? Because I was I was outside working most. Go to go there. to guns and go to guns and gadgets. Guns and, and gadgets. And that's, okay. that's a YouTube guy. Subscribe to him. Uh, he's an ex-police, but he's a security guard or something now, and he is definitely thinks the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. And all he does is Second Amendment news, uh, uh, and uh, he's uh, saying that they're going to want a federal red flag law, and then they're going to be able to say that guy's a white nationalist. I think he's dangerous, and, and red flag you. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that call. day. Yeah, we we uh, we we live out in the woods, so uh, we often just go out and just take some clay pigeons with us and go shoot at clay pigeons, or uh, you know, sometimes we like to just get our scopes zeroed in on a metal plate, you know, 300 yards away or 400 something like that. So it's all fun, it's all good stuff. But uh, this world's getting a little bit too crazy, and it can't handle people that are free thinkers. Well, we are at the top of the hour here, and uh, oh, we'll, we'll keep going for another, what, eight to ten minutes, uh, and then everybody can go over and listen to Don Black. Uh, we will have an afternoon show today, and uh, I hope... I think I think we're going to have a morning show on Thursday, but we will not have an afternoon show uh, Thursday afternoon. Then we'll we'll go back to our regular schedule. Rich, okay, guys, been a, it's been a good show. Uh, go ahead and just carry on here, and uh, we'll pull the plug at the appropriate time. Uh, Rich, did you did you ever? Uh, uh Talk to Patrick Little about coming on to the show in the morning. I yeah I I, I got in contact with him over Gab, and uh, he's he said he, he was, I I sent him the link and all of that, and he said he was gonna uh, give it to uh, his people and uh, maybe maybe look at calling in. That'd be great if he could come his on. His people. 
give it to his well, people? I, Are you kidding? I I don't know. I you know he he said he was going to give the, yeah. the information to somebody. I like him, but I listen to him some, and I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of. I, I like everything he's doing. I'm just not a big fan of of, of uh, how he ends always with the goy thing, and and uh, it's just it's it's it just reminds me of the blacks, like the niggers. You know, you you guys are my niggers. You guys are my goy. I just I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't I, I I don't like that. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, uh, it's just it's just a fact that nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, I know. I like the crazy. white power. I like the white power thing. That really threatens a lot of people, and I think it's important. And that's how you say hello and say goodbye is white power, especially with our brothers. Like he was saying, uh, Patrick. Right? We have two Patricks on here. Uh, that I feel like I can talk to you guys. That you're you're friendlies. And you're not normal. You're not normies. <laughs> and uh, that's what? good. Not normal, thank you. <laughs> hey, but you're all my favorite crackers. Thanks, Red. <laughs> right on, Red. Well, it'd be great if we could have some sort of way to get together, but it's not going to happen. I, I know I've talked to Rich a few times about saying hi on my way up his direction and it, and it just hasn't materialized and it's primarily because of family because my family tolerates me and they they slowly come to understand that what I'm telling is the truth but it, it you know it's a it's the cognitive uh, dissonance that, that that is pervasive in our society today that people want their bread and circus and you know to a certain degree I, I I'm that way too I can't take all this all night long you know I by the time I'm finished working and I've listened to a few shows, I, I usually, uh, <clears throat> you know, after dinner I've had a shower. I like to have a glass of wine and relax by the fire. So certainly don't like watching TV as much as I used to now. Uh, don't like movies as much. Uh, I haven't been to a movie theater in years just because uh, I don't like supporting Hollywood and, and their ilk. Yeah, how close are you to uh, Vancouver, Eric? Uh, I'm I'm down near Eugene. I'm 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 further down uh, in Oregon. So oh, yeah, I, okay. I, I go up I go up to Seattle because my son lives up there. He's a he's a programmer for a tech company. So he he just he's up there all alone, and I hate for him to be all alone, especially in a crazy city like Seattle. And uh, I had the darnest time trying to park my car somewhere safe because. I like to take good care of my things. My I gotta go, guys. I got a person right, at the door here. Have for, a good, good day. Uh, you guys Rick have a good, good have a blessed day, brothers. Thank Check you, out Blood Red Radio, uh, Eddie Miller. Bye. Daryl <laughs> Daryl didn't sign it and then sign out by saying white power. <laughs> I think I think we can just kind of assume that. <laughs> okay. Uh, when, he talks, when he talks to Don every, Black, he does do that. Yeah. Everybody pretty well talked out here. Uh, good show. And, Thank uh, you, Rich. Frank, this afternoon, I don't know. I, 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 maybe he fell in and the hogs ate him. I'm not sure. Red, you know how to wake <laughs> him up by saying New York City. New York York City! City.
You guys have a great day. Okay. Later. Yeah, the, the afternoon show, a uh, good opportunity for, for uh, people you know, who don't normally want to uh, call in or don't uh, feel like uh, they want to interrupt the, the mainstream of the conversation or anything like that. Good opportunity for all, all you people to uh, just to uh, get the mic and say howdy if you want to. Uh, talk about your situation, uh, talk about the movement, whatever you want to talk about. Okay, see you this afternoon. And uh, I'm stop to record. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.